chicken sandwiches Dennis I'm okay with chicken sandwiches do you like spice I do like spice do you like Nashville chicken uh it's okay uh, yeah reason why we, ask is we, okay. we, we like to talk about um, hot spicy chicken sometimes I want to see okay. if there's anything good on the east coast because you know I'll uh, I'll be out in out on the East Coast this this month and next month for Nova and wanted to see, uh, you know, is there any good spots? Well, my go-to, like, fast food chicken sandwich is the Wendy's Spicy Chicken. I mean, that's my go-to. Ah, that's the my number go-to. nine. <laughs> I, yes, the, I don't know the, the number nine. Is, I think it is. Number nine? <laughs> I think it is the number nine. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my, my go-to. <laughs> now my cat's getting brave. She's getting... Right next to the microphone. I'm going to move her. Oh, wow. But uh, as far as chicken places here, there's uh, a few local chains. Uh, Hip Hop Chicken is really good. Uh, It's a local Maryland, D.C. chain, I believe. But Mm. we get lunch from there quite a few times. Mm. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be staying with Orion one of the days. So, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm sure if he ever cooked hot, spicy chicken sandwiches or just chicken sandwiches because i don't deal spice that great you can go Um, mild yeah mild mild uh for me this is mostly for g um i'm sure it'd be better than any of the the chains out there that man oh for sure knows how to cook him and angel yeah (laughs) well when they both come from um, a chef background i mean yeah yeah you can't beat that you know um I'm also going to work with him on how to make barbecue noodles good. Great again. Oh, that was a thing you guys talked about last time. Yeah, you know. That was so long ago. It it was, but uh, I am determined to make that dish work just to prove my wife wrong. I mean, I I guess you could put barbecue sauce with like chicken, tomatoes, and other kind of like hearty vegetables. No, just just noodles. Just noodles? Barbecue and noodles. Got to make it work. I'll figure it out and then I'll drop. When I figure it out, I'll drop the recipe. Are you going to use like a bar, like a sweet barbecue sauce or are we just getting like barbecue no, meats? I have no idea. Cause I could, I could do like a, you know, I am not a cook. So that's, that sounds like a college person. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. A college person meal. <laughs> see, see like for me, you have to remember that I'm not a cook. I make triangular pitos, you know, like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha <laughs> hey there was um there was a thing i was gonna say and i said i was gonna say it on the next podcast so i'm gonna say it okay um this was this was brought up to me by um i don't know if they want to be named so okay. i'm not gonna name them but they brought this up to me and they made a fun and interesting point oh, drama happening okay oh it's All no right. drama well maybe well we'll see you know it depends on who's gonna post crap on the discord that's mm-hmm. that's where the drama is gonna be oh uh, and I'm going to pull it up right here. Don't you say, dare say, Samosa deployment that they no. convinced you. Okay, no, good. no, no, no. <laughs> um, so when it comes to deployments, it's not a matter of food. It's a matter of, can it be a slice? 
can you slice it? What? Can you can the food you're eating will it slice into a triangle properly? Is what they brought up, and I wanted you can to slice run that anything into a triangle. Right, exactly. So yeah. therefore, pizza, quesadilla, grilled cheese work. Sorry, nachos, you got to go home. You can't really slice that. I mean, I guess you could try. I think don't they slice nachos before they fry them? Technically, you slice a tortilla. Usually, yeah, in the so circles, then you deep right? fry it. Yeah, uh, but if we're talking about once the food is made, then you slice it there. But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. What the hell? You but can if, sli- it gets, if it gets soggy enough, you can definitely slice it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Hot and then, dogs have a slice down the middle. Yeah, and I mean, they're like, sliced in half. Yeah, if you want to see the cross, like the, the cross section. So like slice deployment kind of feels okay. I don't think a lot of people are going to accept that. Giacomo, I want to let you know. Uh huh. You're speaking heresy, and if I if I if I was near you. I would drive over to your house and beat you up. Well, you're, if you're going to drive, you're not that far from me. You can already do that. <laughs> I'm just not going to let you in. <laughs> I'll, climb the, I'll climb to the third story balcony and I'll find my way in. Uh, uh, so so one, one last thing I got to add to this. When the person came up with this answer, they had asked somebody else. And this was what they had said about nachos. It's not nachos. Even with triangles, they're stupid for that. Whoever mentioned nachos. That's what they said. I'm not saying nacho people are stupid. I'm saying a person who said that, suck it, Emmanuel, uh, is, 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 you know, saying is, that about nacho people. There is That's one, not the truth, thir- one third of kill team players believe in nacho. You just enrage one third of the community and they're going to call a wog and they're going to come to your third story balcony and they're going to fight you. Yeah, I'm, I'm on team nacho here. She so. is. <laughs> the controversy is strong today. <laughs> Disconnects call. <laughs> I just noticed your name has a little exclamation point. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spicy Janice today. <laughs> And this is the Squad Games Podcast. Uh, I'm Giacomo. I'm here today with Dakota and Janice. And, Hello. Um, you know, we're having a good time talking about weird deployments that don't even matter at all because it's fake internet arguments. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, on the uh, Squad Games Discord, Giacomo, what shape did you choose? I chose... Let me click myself. I believe it's hexagon. Yeah, I believe I should be a hexagon. You're a hexagon? I am also a hexagon. Janice, did you choose one yet? In the uh, Discord? Yeah. No, I didn't. What are my choices? <laughs> hexagon, a circle, a square, and a triangle. I have to go hexagon. Hexagon? All right, yeah. so we got three hexagons on the on the on the call today. Um, there is uh the I would I I will say the most active channel, I believe, is the circles. Really? So, yeah. Whoa. So in the podcast, in our Discord, you can choose to be a particular shape, and you 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 talk to like minded uh, individuals. Um, so either your your circle friends, your square friends, your triangle friends, or your or your hexagon friends, and um, or pentagon friends, whatever the shape is. Um, so you know. Um, Go ahead and choose it, and then you can also choose a fake shape to be to choose a side. You know, other outside of our just uh, our rhetorical uh, food arguments. Food arguments, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, do you guys want to start off with the most recent news and work backwards? 
Yeah, because that one thing already came out, so we may as well talk something a little new. Yeah, it came out today, sure. right? Um, it, that's the annual for the 2023. Um, how happy slash excited or disappointed are you guys with uh, what they've announced is in the book so far? And do we hope that there's more? Honestly, I... Yeah. I'll let you go ahead, Giacomo. Thank you. Um, I think it's fine. Everything they've released is what I expected. Awesome. I don't have to go buy a million things. I can own one book now. Yeah, but and you already bought have, everything. So. You, are, you, you already bought everything, but that's because that's what you had to do. Well, you don't have to buy this. Well, maybe a little bit because mm-hmm. some stuff has changed since. So there is yeah. that. There is mm-hmm. that. I'll give so, you this. It's nice because you get all the updates. Do you? Are the updates in this? I thought so, right? Or at least for some of the older teams. Maybe. How about you, Janice? Yeah, I really like the fact that this is coming out and in the format it is. That way I don't have to carry five to six different books with me when I go to to an event and want to look something up. I don't have to go, oh, which book was that in? I can just grab the annual and it's all there. That said, I mean... Everybody wants more when they get things, so I'm hoping there's a little bit more in here, but it's hard to say, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they've they, so far they've announced that this is all of the Galadark books all combined, right? All yeah. of the narratives for every team that's come out thus far, and uh, Ashes of Faith, so yes. the final cultists menace and the Inquisitor menace. Um, so... Uh, it's pretty exciting. There's 296 pages, which is seems to be a slightly ridiculous amount. If anything, I think I'd prefer a competitive compendium where it's just every single team and every single rule. I think that would be nice. Right. If they sold it like in the two books where here's the stuff for Into the Dark and here's the teams. So you don't have to bring both, but they probably sell it as a set. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, at, at this point, I've been thinking about um, chopping up my book binders and then just taking them to um, like a like a Kinko's or something like that and getting them spiral right. brown. Getting, just, yeah. just the teams, cutting out the narrative. Sorry, narrative players. Um, specifically for the fact that uh, for tournaments, you know, um, I already have. I'm looking over at my shelf right now and I have one, two, three, four, five, six core rule books. And uh, I have one in my pack, so I have seven. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> it's not, I didn't, uh, I guess I did buy them from, yeah, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, I mean, I wish, I, I would hope that there's another two teams in here or something like as of, as of last year, because right now it just feels like a lot of rehash stuff. Um, I mean, I think that's what they're going for, especially because some of these, like you're not going to be able to find the parts individually since they come in the box set. Right. And that's like impossible right now. One thing though, if they release this, I kind of hope they release like, I I know they're not going to, but I kind of wish they would release like a season one where they had all the teams from season one that weren't in the annual in their own book. Yeah. That would, that would be nice to be able to have it by season of all your, all your various kill teams that way. Like again, you don't have to have all the books. (laughs) Kill team yeah. developers hear us and uh, and and put it out by December. Um, maybe maybe this is something for that new position they posted for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Um, that I, f- I find that something that's interesting as well is that they're doing all nine basic critical ops missions and mm-hmm. the 36 shadow operations missions um, will all be included as well. So seems to be uh, pretty interesting. And also the fact that they're releasing the, uh, the narrative terrain all in one bundle. So now yeah. there's no more excuse for TOs like myself that are trying to develop interesting and cool maps with the current state, not to have, you know, exploded walls and all that kind of stuff in their, in their, uh, their designs. Um, oh, what, yeah. do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I, I really like that. They're putting all the uh, narrative bits in to one bundle and that, that goes on pre-order next week if I'm correct. Right. Probably yeah. Saturday, right? I think so. Or it's well, yeah. on pre-order today and comes out next week, something like that. One of the no, days. I think it goes on pre-order this Saturday. Oh. Got it. Yeah, that's I'm tr- cool. I'm trying to confirm that right now. <laughs> yeah, I've always I've always liked like the little narrative stuff. Like it's just it's cool, and I really do think you can make competitive boards with uh, certain yeah, pieces. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the walls. Um, yeah. But- I- Mm-hmm. I think I think the most interesting thing is one of their last sentences. It says, "All you'll need besides these base these rules and terrain is a simple pack of playing cards to make it accessible in a way in new gameplay narrative excitement." Blah, 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 yes, blah, blah. for their so, their expedition map, they have like each little symbol, whether it's the clubs, hearts, or whatever. It does something, and I think that's oh, kind really? of fun. So yeah. it's, it's actual playing cards. I I was reading this as something else. Because I'm, think, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking you reveal it and then like, oh, hey, I, I got a diamond. So I get whatever diamonds gives me. Interesting. Okay. Which is nice. You know, that's nice. See, I thought they were saying uh, the crit ops mission cards, which is like, it's, it's, it's is, is it still insanely hard to get? I mean, I see when we were at the tournament, we just ran. There was like, you know, even just a handful of people who are using that one or the things like kill team dot. Yeah, I something website mm-hmm. that gives you all the critical missions and you can generate missions from there. Like they're still using that. So I think they're still not as easily accessible to people. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still sold out online. So, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so stupid. There's one, <laughs> I don't understand. There's one store in in my area that still has three copies of of the cards. Janice, you could buy those and sell them on eBay for so much money. I probably could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely could. But it's just so funny. Every time I walk into this store, I'm not gonna name name names because they don't have a <laughs> they don't have a great reputation in my area. Oh, but I walk oh. I walk in and it's like, oh look, there's three copies of the crit op cards still sitting here from when they mm. first launched. I mean, if you wanted to be a hero to the community, you could buy them right now and sell them for a normal price on eBay. Uh, you could, or you could sell them for $75 because that's what they're selling for on, um, on eBay. And if I bought the, if I bought them, someone would snipe them from me and then sell mm-hmm. them for a higher price. Well, on, in the UK, they're going for $114. What? <laughs> what? They're that's just crazy. cards. That's I know. Crazy. That's and crazy. the shipping is $32, which is as much as well, the tech standard pack. So it's $150 <laughs> all in from UK. Um, 
I may have to go to my unfriendly local game store and uh, pick those up to make a little profit. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> International shipping only. That's how, man, if I had that chance, I'd, just, I'd go out and buy them and then pay for Nova. This, I paid for Nova by selling Crit Ops cards at the highest price possible. <laughs> That's exciting. All right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy that, you know, something came out and it seems like the cultist the, the the summer of cult has really been a dry spell for a lot of yes. kill team players we we see everyone online um all the content creators or a lot of them at least uh speaking pretty poorly of the game um and uh I think it's mostly because there's been no news, so they have to yep. make some kind of clickable Contra- content. Yeah, something, and I, I don't know. I think and, that content is garbage. And, I also and, think it's garbage. And negative content does get the clicks. It sure does, uh, or at least people would hope so. Uh, it kind of alienates quite a lot of people in your audience, too. They might watch you for a little while, and then no one really wants, in my opinion, wants to consume too much negative content. Right. Eventually yeah, but there, there there are mm-hmm. some there are some people on the YouTubes that thrive on that sort of thing, and it's like I need my fix. I need my mm-hmm. negativity against GW. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, I think a healthy dose of of criticism is good every now and then, but uh, you know, honestly, like so much. Like it's it was bad. Like I've been yeah. watching some stuff, and there's like nothing, and then finally, it's like, oh. Uh, emergency update for kill team. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about how GW messed up and they're trying to fix them. It's like, guys, guys, you know, can we, can we spin this in a more positive light with the balanced data slate? Like perhaps GW realized there was a problem and they put out a data slate so that we could fix it rather than it being all spun negatively, you know? And it, this isn't, well, we're going to be getting to talk about the, the data slate shortly, but uh, it wasn't an emergency data slate. It is the Q3 data slate. I mean, yeah, it, it, it sure is, is what it is. It, it's not a, oh, we broke this. Now we need to fix it in a hurry. No, this is, we're in Q3 people. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what we've been, this is like 3.5, right? Like it, they kind of buffed a bunch of teams in the first part and then they nerfed mm-hmm. a bunch of teams in the second part, which I found, I kind of like this style I like, I hope they continue doing this going forward just because like, maybe it's easier for them. Maybe it's not. I'm, I don't know how that whole backend process works, but kind of getting a little bit of updates here and there as the, yeah. as it continues to, you know, cycle through, um, it creates a more balanced game, you know, if that's what we're going oh, for, for sure, for just going to, to shoot, shoot a goat in the back of the head and let him die. Um, you know. I, maybe this is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, f- I found it very interesting. It, it's been really bad the past two weeks online. I think on YouTube, there has there's been very little positive things said about the game. So I, f- I found it very interesting. I wonder how you guys feel. Let us know um, in our Discord if you guys are happy with some of the content creators or if you guys don't watch them anymore or if you guys like it and you guys like the honest feedback that they're giving or kind of your thoughts and processes on it. I mean, obviously there's still stuff being produced and made online. It's fascinating. I was, I was a part of one discord and like there was this huge doom and gloom 
about like, hey, I think that the game is dying and I don't think that they're going to be posting anything anymore about this team. It's just like, it, it's kind of weird that, um, it's kind of weird that like people are so used to information being fed to them so regularly that they just think a game is dying just because there's a little bit of a lull. And it's right. like 10th edition just came out. Right. Right. I'm sure that they're pumping out as many Leviathan boxes. So they probably like in my estimation as a business, they probably had to start building up stock for whatever they're going to be releasing next. So there's that includes the space Marines, the, you know, Leviathan, mm-hmm. uh, AOS Warcry, all their other ga- games, uh, Armageddon, the new kill team box. So, you know, it could be a logistical problem too. So, well, and it's, it's just, if you look back at, the Games Workshop track record over the past, what, eight years? Every time there's a huge release of either 40K or AOS, you don't hear anything from any other games for like three months after yeah. that, that release because everything for the company is riding on those large box releases. And those are the two big the two big systems that make make them their money. I mean, let's be honest, 40K is their is their golden calf. I mean, it's gonna mm-hmm. give them give them the best returns. So of course we're not gonna all we're gonna hear for three months is 40K. Yeah. It's it's also interesting about the 40K aspect is like there's a couple of people at our tournament this weekend that would come up to us and were asking us more about Kill Team because they have not been liking the new how the new uh 40k is and i talked to the the main uh to for that event Mm -hmm. and he said that 10th edition is a really fun game it's very fun it's very good the problem is with 10th is that it's not great competitively and so like they're seeing like this weird aspect that they're it's almost alienating some of their competitive players uh it might be good for us in the long run because you know some of those players might come to the better game, uh, which is kill team currently. Right. Um, you know, I mean, just objectively competitively, uh, if you're looking for a competitive game, kill team is by far the, the, the best game. I mean, we had our couple months of, of, uh, you know, cults, but you know, right. outside of that, outside of that, you know, this game has been pretty balanced for the past, what, two years it's been out. So, yeah. Yeah, up until the the hiccup of Ashes of Faith, I mean, it's been it's been a very balanced game. Yeah. Another another small interesting thing that I found I found over the past few weeks is how much certain people in the scene um dislike Into the Dark. And I find it interesting. I wonder if the sales of the annual is not going to be great because firstly a lot of people already have these 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 teams and also it seems like a lot when Into the Dark first came out, that's the only way people wanted to play. It's the only way a lot of Spain really likes Into the Dark too. But yeah. like, um, they think it's more balanced. But like, when when you talk to like, it's really big clusters all throughout the United States. It's including our area, including the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I'm sure there's places in um, in on the East Coast that do. There's a lot of people at KTO that I guess I didn't know this because I enjoyed myself, but a lot of people went there played the game, enjoyed it. And then they were like, yeah, I don't want to play another eight round tournament of into the dark again. And I was like, Oh, well, I would have been nice to know before I planned for LBO, you know? Um, 
yeah, it still seems well, like people are willing to play into the dark. It's just not the preferred method at the moment. I think, I think from the East Coast scene that that I can speak to a little bit, we like uh, mixed tournaments better than just uh, one set. Mm-hmm. Like one, like if it's all into the dark. I mean, yeah, well, that can that can wear on you, especially if you're running a team that is better in one than the other. True. Uh, but my preference is a mixed is a mixed tournament. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, that that is mine as well. Um, the fact that you might get to play on something or might have to, yeah, even if it's not good for your team. Um, right. right. And that, that's part of the game. Like you have to be able to adapt to whatever situation you have. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to adapt to whatever, whatever you're going to be going up against and on what terrain set you're going to be going up against. Yeah. I, I view, I think that a lot of people, um, when, when they're, when they're planning teams or planning their stuff out, they, they also don't change the way the team plays. Um, when they're going from, from version to version, like for instance, I play vet guard way differently on into the dark than I do on open. Right. And it's just because, and against specific teams, <clears throat> Felgor and cultists, um, <laughs> Gell- Geller Pox, like you have to be adaptable. And if you don't, if you're not adaptable, then you're probably not going to find as much success. Um, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, including uh, I think you brought Wormblade to KTO. You still got placed in Pod Three, which was really good. Yeah. Um, oh, that but, was a that was definitely a climb that weekend. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta earn that. Yeah, but did you? Were you happy? We, me, Jimmy Kelly, and Giacomo had a had a podcast recently where we rated them as D or F tier. I forget. Um, would you agree with that, Janice? No. I I put them a C tier for Into the Dark. Interesting. Okay. Even even though they do lose a bunch of their their shenanigans, uh, I still think they are. You're not going to win a tournament with them. I will mm-hmm. point blank say that. But you're going to probably at least get to like fifty fifty on okay. your on your win loss. I can see that. So, so that's my that's my take on on it with uh and you go more melee focused or do you do you yeah, vary I, it up from team to team? Uh well it does depend on what team I would be looking at, but I do tend to go more melee focused with uh with my worm blade when I'm when I'm doing into the dark. Yeah, which is which is way different than what you would expect yeah. uh, on an open board because I don't I don't think I've ever seen a competitive worm blade player go melee on on open. Oh no, there's, I mean, splitting your agents between the, uh, I, I have seen people do that, but for the most part, it's mostly, uh, people doing a shooting, the shooting game, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Yeah. The Sanctus is a little bit too strong not to take him on open. <laughs> oh yeah. He's so good. And well, Keller Morph is mm-hmm. nothing new, nothing more needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Interesting. So we got a C rating, you know, uh, and I, I trust Janice on it. She, she took them. She went really well. And, uh, whenever we, we revisit that G, uh, we'll have to, uh, think about it. And I uh, mean, not, not to knock it, but John Reynolds has come within, within grabbing distance of, uh, of a golden ticket with them at, at into the dark events. Really? Yeah. He's one of the wow. Midwest, one of the Midwest Goonhammer guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's actually impressive. Yeah, he almost won Kansas City, I think, with them 
and he came real close at uh, uh, what was uh, Adepticon that I was at. Oh, he interesting. Took, he and Leander Garrett went top table last ter- last round, and Leander won because Leander was running uh, Star Striders at the time, which were definitely the better team into that matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so he took third overall in that one, and I think John took second at at Kansas City, but I could be I could be wrong on that stat. Yeah, it's still impressive. I know I remember him doing well at K, uh, at Kansas City. I didn't I didn't remember seeing him at. I don't think I even looked at Adepticon's ratings. I just saw Leander one. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad he beat me at KTO. <laughs> yeah, top top eight at at Adepticon was a was a Shark Tank <laughs> mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's let, let's go over our tournament results afterwards because. I definitely had some, some, some concepts, like some ideas going into our tournament that I think I definitely disproved myself. Okay. Um, after the tournament, because I, we actually, I actually played against most of the teams that, you know, got touched. So, um, and yes, I did play in my own tournament for the first three, three, uh, three rounds. Cause, uh, uh, we had a special guest TO, um, Travis Chang from just another kill team podcast, uh, came out and was a TO for the first day. And, uh, if I didn't play, we would have had an odd number and we would have had buys. So I played day one and I dropped day two. And this um, is, this is hammer of wrath that happened this past weekend. Correct. Yes. Correct. And there's a couple things that I learned business wise about, um, running two day events that we can go over as well, uh, for those TOs that are listening. But, um, yeah, let's go over some of these data slate, this data slate business. Okay. Um, it, what is your favorite thing that changed in this? My favorite thing that changed. Uh, are we talking personally or for the betterment of the game? Personally. <laughs> personally, the changes to the salvagers. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I've been a squat fan from back in Rogue Trader days, so having my squats actually be a be a, uh, a viable team now is is like so, so exciting. <laughs> Giving you a high five through the internet. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's a, that's a good one. What is uh? What is your? You want to go through some of those changes, and then we'll talk about them. Sure. Uh, so, in, with uh, the. Hearthkin Salvagers uh, changes that came up in the Q3 data slate. Uh, uh, they, the big one is an additional wound for all the operatives. Uh, mm-hmm. So they are at an eight wound uh, base as opposed to seven wound. Uh, I like this for two reasons. Uh, it takes them away from that kind of human stat line and makes them, puts them on the Xeno stat line with... Mm-hmm with Eldar and other things, which is where they should have been at the beginning, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, all the, all the regular guys have eight. And of course the, the Thane has, has nine now. So, uh, next, uh, this is for the medic and, uh, equipment. The plasma knives are five up lethal now 
and cost two equipment points if you're buying them as equipment. That um, kind of puts them on the same power level as the power knives from the Inquisition, right? Because yes. they had the same the same type of ruling. I think they're just kind of updating the rules for them. Yep. Yeah, they have four attacks now and the five-up lethal special rule. And this actually gives uh, the Salvagers a bit of a, a melee bite now, too, because before, I mean, three attacks... And right, you, you, you had what maybe your um your things dozer, and you had your Thean that could maybe do some damage. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's still like, but you know, I'd rather have four than three, so I'm yeah. I'm happy yeah. for the change. Absolutely, four attacks, real nice. Yeah, and five up lethal is just yes, so so much nicer because you do have a better option to get some parries in as well. We, if you don't, could we get hand axes up to four attacks? That would be awesome. <laughs> You got the bodies for it, so I don't know if you need it. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you have 14 bodies there, Sparky. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the other uh, big change for uh, the Hernkin or Hearthkin is, uh, is that uh, the Thane now can use the Eye of the Ancestors ability during the strategy phase, and you do not need to have line of sight to put it on. Oh, on an enemy. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, also, is- also, if you have three or more friendly operatives out of action, you can do it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's really it's a really big change. I think it's a yeah. really strong change. It should really help them a lot. It helps out with that four up um, ballistic skill. So mm-hmm. now you can just yes. go turn one of those hits into a critical. So you just getting that little extra damage you really need. And yeah, you're going to do, you know, you're going to pair that up with uh, the ancestors are watching still. So your heavy weapons are going to yep. do an insane amount of damage. Specifically yep. helping them against Felgor Ravagers. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. The Ravagers, uh, they got quite the, the small change, which although I can see how shooting teams become a little bit better, a good Ravager player will still play them defensively and try not to let you punish them that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have my thoughts on Felgor and we can talk about those. Janice, what is your least favorite uh, change out of the data slate? My least favorite change. Uh, it might be uh, going a little too far with the Felgor changes. Mm, okay. And the one that is in particular is uh the ignoring uh, that frenzy ignoring control mm. for objective markers. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. That's a very interesting take. You should have called in on our hot takes uh, Twitch show the other day and told us that um, the, that would have been an interesting take. That's spicy. That's spicy Janice. Um, why do you think that that is the particular one that's, that's that went a little bit too far? Uh, just, it's just more of a gut feeling than, than anything else. It just, I don't know. It seems like it feels bad in a little bit of a way (laughs) because I I think, I think a, uh, frothing at the mouth goat man should still be able to at least keep you from gaining control of that objective marker. (laughs) See, I, I think it was done specifically because it made that. It was also feels bad for your opponent to be like, I killed it, but yet he's still contesting central or center line or this or that. And it's even worse on turning point four. 
Cause it's like, True. Oh, I finally got to shoot stuff. Finally got to kill stuff and I can't take any objectives. And it just feels super, super bad. In my opinion, this is my favorite change that they've done to them just because okay. it really helps with a lot of them. A lot of the feels bad for other players. Um, okay. The thing that I don't like about them is the, or, or this is what I thought I played against them this weekend. Um, <laughs> um, was the shooting and at our tournaments, we're ruling them how I believe they are intended to be ruled, whether, uh, people on the internet want to argue with me or, or not. That's fine. But, okay. um, so how yeah, are you ruling the, them? They're, I'm ruling them that that you have to have an additional shooting attack against them from a different that is model. Correct. That is right, correct. that's what I expected it to be. There are a lot of people online that are saying uh, that they can do it in the same shooting activation, and I just think you're purely wrong. They, um, they are they, they are wrong. Yeah, that is not right. the way it is meant to be. I mean, and I'm sure a, an errata will come out and specify it, but I don't. I mean, I don't even see the reason why. And it's it's specified in Warhammer community in the article, and on top of that, um, you know, like. And, and then people like rule, I, and if you read the rule book, you'll see that that's pretty much spelled out between the rules and this change. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating because I tell some people online, and they're like, "Actually, that's not the way it is." And it's like, "Actually, it is." And uh, you know, it's it's kind of yeah. frustrating to to argue with these rules lawyers online um, when you know this is this is literally what I do for a living. So I read it and I interpret it in this way, and this is how we're going to do it until your, Games Workshop tells me no. <laughs> your interpretation is is the correct interpretation here. Uh, yeah. The only the only models that would be able to uh, take them out in their activation would be ones that have two shooting Double attacks. Shooting. That, yeah. Mm. Space Marines. Space Marines. Killer Morph. Uh, <laughs> Heretics. Yeah. So. I thought that this team went way too far. Uh, I thought when, when I was reading it um, and I thought I even told people they're the worst team in the game now. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I was very wrong. I lost to them on into the dark from uh, Jonathan Marquis. I, I don't think you're giving them that you're, you're, you're <laughs> taking the, the uh, nerfs to the team too far. They're not the worst team in the game. Trust me on no, this. They're not. They're not. They're not. Uh, I definitely played into them lost. Uh, Jonathan played them very well. And um, yeah, they're still really strong on into the dark by a really strong. And uh, that shooting thing is harder to pull off than you would think because they still can save, you know, um, heaven forbid you actually get the crit and then they save it. And you're like, ah, I guess this model's dead next turn, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's a trade-off. Like, can you make the shot? Can they make the save? Like it's, they're still actually reliably tanky unless you're right. playing Castrican or salvagers. And, and it's only, uh, when it comes to a critical shot, if you can't do the double up shot, like you can with melee. Yeah. And you, you still have, you know, lethal fives will still do it good against them like Phobos or yeah. Other things like that. So yeah, anything you know, there's definitely lethal five or have, uh, dice manipulation to to go into uh, generate extra crits, like you said, with Kasserkin or yeah, uh, Salvagers. <laughs> yeah, I what's what's interesting about the team now, though, is that they're still, I believe, pretty good on Into the Dark, 
And I think they still have some play in open, but I'd still think they'd be a viable team to bring to a mixed tournament. Oh yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. And I would definitely rate that. I think they went from S or a plus tier to B tier. I think there's still I a. Still, I'd still put them in a. Mm. Okay. Because yeah. once, once they're in your face, you're like, you're going to die from this guy. Like, they have yeah. such crazy abilities, each of them. You're like, what do you even do? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's I'm a dude sure, that, like... I'm not sure full-strength uh, intercessor, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heaven forbid that they, they get into Vetguard's backline, like they did mine, and they're like, this guy spins around and does a lot of damage. This guy spins around and does a lot of damage. This guy throws a grunade, and you get all stunned. This, and you're like, oh, my God, stop it. Leave me alone. <laughs> This please. guy runs through your line and hits everybody. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, please. I'm going to run away to the other side. Debo man, save me. He's the only fight. The only fighting chance that you have against Felgo Ravagers is a well-placed demo mine. That's literally it. It's insane. I could see <sighs> that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and heaven forbid they, because what every Felgo Ravager player is looking at, if you're playing the, you know, against a vet guard player is to try and get your stun off on mm-hmm. the, the demo mine. So he gets that either if he's at three APL, he goes down to two or if he's at two, he goes down to one. So he can't just go instantly kill everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty important. The bomb that can shoot through walls. Yeah. 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 Surprising. It hasn't been touched yet. Um, I pray to the emperor every day that it doesn't. So <laughs> they don't, need uh, a, they don't need a buff. They don't need and, any kind of nerf. They're perfect. Exactly. And uh, Poland would agree with me. And uh, I'm just, I just, you know, the emperor protects. That's what protects them. Uh, <laughs> uh, G, do you have a favorite? Uh, or if, if your favorite is also Hathkin, what about your least favorite change? Uh, least favorite? I don't really have like a least, least favorite. Though I, Hathkin is not my favorite. I'll have two, two things here. Oh. Warp Coven got a change that I think they needed okay. desperately was the yeah. archetype because when yeah. you built in this one way and has one archetype, I thought that was dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. Like cool when it first came out, but then you see, well, no one else has to suffer that way. And, uh, you know, we got to see it this weekend and, uh, it's cool. It's a good change. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like, I do like that change a lot because like you said, it does help them quite a bit. And it was, uh, kind of a, a, uh, artifact of earlier game design for for kill team yeah it's what's interesting about uh the warp coven changes is after all of these changes making the rubric marines so much better alex uh who we've talked about multiple times on the podcast and he called in on our hot takes um hot tabletop hot takes Mm -hmm. show he um he said that he was going to bring uh warp coven with one sorcerer and 10 Zangor because he was trying to make Beastmen great again. He was trying to prove um, a point on the internet too because someone said that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and then if he won his last game, he would have taken third. Okay. Um, he ended up taking six because he lost to Space Marines who, uh, that was Miles. Miles won um, won that game, which was a local grudge match. They, uh, uh, okay. they're, they're buddies, but um, Miles ended up taking second. So, um yeah, the fact that an all Zangor team, which no one would think is good, um, did better. I think did he do better than our Felgor Felgor player? Let's find out. Placings. I think in the placings, yes, he, um, Mister Marquis, placed in ninth. 
Ah, yes, he yes, did. Just just a little bit. Yeah, so we found out what the better uh, Beastman player, uh, not Beastman player, but the Beastman team is, and that's currently uh, a Spam the Zangors and a Sorcerer. A Spamgors? <laughs> Spamgors. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating that they keep trying to make rubrics work, and it looks like the best thing to do is to drop sorcerers and just take Zangor. It's, it's actually funny. <laughs> it's actually or, super funny. rubrics. And the thing yeah. is, is I don't see this as the end of warp Coven's change. They're going to be like, well, where, when are rubrics going to be better? And they're probably going to make another change to either make Zangor's worse or rubrics well, you, like way over top, over the top, you know? Well, you know, the secret sauce here about it, Giacomo. With, Lay it on me with warp Coven. They have to change it constantly because it's Zinch. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. You know, the next change I'm looking forward to with them is to put the Zangors on the same uh, Beastman stat line. So give them all 10 wounds. Oh, boy. <laughs> Make them really the best. That's That might be a little too much. They're not nearly <laughs> as ripped as those Felgor. No, hey, they're kind of weedy. Yeah, yeah. They have. They, I guess they have invulnerable saves. They're chickens, not goats. They are, they are birds. Yeah, spicy have, birds, but ah. they have, they're spicy, <laughs> hollow boned. Kind of uh, put them in a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat some that, goat too. That, I'll have some must, heroes. That must be uh, Jimmy Kelly's. Uh, uh, when he has bad Popeye, it's it's, it's made with Zangor. <laughs> <laughs> Zangor meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it! Um, the my favorite. Oh no. Jacobo, what's your least favorite? Did you have one? Yeah, yeah. For least favorite, I think it's the cultist thing. No- nothing that they did. I think they just might have needed to be just like a little bit more. Okay. I, your, I think your, it, I your, think your least favorite is that they didn't touch cultists hard enough. It, honestly, I think it's just the wound thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's still like uh, you know the grind of just like. They're did down you to play two against? Did you play against cultists this weekend? No, but every person I talked to that did mention the wounds thing. Oh, the healing when you mutate up from yeah, a like, devotee to a a mutant to a torment, a and go, and you're getting your full wounds complement. Yes. Yeah, I I think even like what would be interesting, an interesting change would be like, hey, for the healing thing, instead of just saying like you heal D three or whatever. If your mutant is, if your, if your dude is already injured and he heals, he just goes to five wounds instead of seven wounds. If your torment is injured and he goes to 10 wounds instead of, uh, 13, instead of 13. Right. Yeah. 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 If they, did, be, a cha- if they did a change with that, it would have to be broken down between, uh, injured and not injured because otherwise you would have to get crazy math involved and mm-hmm. yeah. People like if he's, if it's an uninjured model and you transform them, then they, they just go full. to full wounds. Yeah. yeah. But if they're like below half, just like mutate them up, just not to full health. I think right. that would f- feel better because, because they, they, they suffer from the same thing as the, um, as the Felgor. When you kill them, like the Felgor, when you kill them and they still stand on the objective marker and they stop you from taking it, it feels bad. When you almost kill a model and you get them down to one wound or two wounds, and then they transform in their full life and they're stronger and better. You're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think that that that's a good, that's a good take chalk. Yeah, that's, that is a, that's, all. That, that's definitely a, a good take, but the overall, I think the cult we have to, they have to keep, keep looking at 
at the uh, results coming out from this to see if they need to be be tuned a bit more. But I think this is going to definitely uh, abate a lot of the the doom and gloom of Summer of Cult. <laughs> I mean, somewhat. When we look at, we did play an all Into the Dark tournament, and another reason why people probably dislike Into the Dark right now is because. Cults are too good on Into the Dark, and Felgar are also really good. Um, yeah. Cultists ended up taking the all Into the Dark tournament, which is what everyone expects. Um, mm-hmm. And it's good that James Robinson came out and and repped them and showed their their power, so that you know GW can look at it and be like, hey, you know, like, do we still need to look at them or not? And then their second play, this our second cultist player took fifth. Um, I think uh, right. I think and they he went, went three and three. Went, yeah, Ezekiel went three and three. So, okay. but he but he also scored. He didn't score below sixteen points. Yeah, throughout the whole tournament. So he's he was huge. he was the top of the three and three. A lot of people oh, wow. ask a lot of people ask me about the tournament. It was like, hey, why do you have six rounds? It's like, oh, you know, we had Rob flying from Reno. Shout out to you, homie. Um, and you know, there's I didn't want to. We advertised it as six rounds because we wanted there to be more people. There was only 14 players that that came. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. I'll probably change up the format next year where we'll do two one-day tournaments and day one we'll have a top eight cut to make it a little bit more easy for certain players to come because there's some people that couldn't come because it was a two-day. So, they c- you can only s- do so many two-days in, in, uh, in a year, I think. So... Um, but yeah, I played against cultists. Uh, I played against Zeke, and I ended up winning that match as uh, as vet guard. Um, I took some really um, silly secondaries. I was, you know, I was playing to. I'm, I'm not trying to to do anything too crazy. Right. Um, I took uh, hold them back, which I didn't think I'd score. I took escort operative, and I took seize defenses into cultists. Uh, and then that's, I, that's yeah, it's pretty, pretty risky, uh, ops <laughs> to have there. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't think I'd score any. Okay. I yeah. didn't. Um, and then I also took, um, the hardened veteran with the rosary. And okay. then I took on all of my normal little dudes. I took, um, I took hand axes. Okay. And throughout the tournament, throughout the each one, I just used my leader to uh, give all to give myself ceaseless in close combat, and mm-hmm. I retained one in close combat every time. Okay. And it was actually way stronger than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. and I was able to kill multiple mutants. Um, and also, there's a couple bad dice rolls, and Zeke over transformed. And there's a certain point where when he transformed too many models. He couldn't take points anymore, so I was able to just move bodies onto it, steal the point. If they die, they die. It's the only model left so in that area, so it's not like I could lose points. Right. And then Rambo, my melt-a-gun guy, uh, was my escort operative, and he made it to the back line. Uh, and I got the seized defenses because my demo man killed like six cultists in, in one torment. So, yeah, you know... Uh, Melee vet guard, uh, surprisingly good. Surprisingly, uh, hashtag uh, new blooded. Better <clears throat> um, so blooded. Are you are you saying this is the uh, new meta for the? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. 
I might do it more often. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, like it was, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this in the Felgor because what I'm doing in the Felgor on Into the Dark is not working. Um, might be interesting. So uh, definitely some play there. But some of the, um, some of their nerfs were definitely felt for sure. So okay. like the Iconarch having to spend an extra AP really made him immobile. And he basically just had to sit in the back almost the entire game he couldn't really do very much we were playing secure so like at a certain point of time like if he's going to move out and try and take a point you know he can't transform um and yeah it was it was pretty interesting um wait is that it no you have the uh feel and pain goes to six yeah. yeah, this Feel No good. Pain to six was was huge. It was absolutely enormous. There's so many fives that he rolled for uh, the Torments and the Mutants, and that really and saved me. That was that was a needed change because that yes. was so broken. Same same with the Icon Arc is you can. I feel no no remorse <laughs> that he got <laughs> that he got changed. Yeah, that's that's the one I was talking about. Because um, the Icon Arc is having both of those active all the time was just a, oh, and, and the crazy flamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty gnarly. I, I was able to, he killed, uh, I think one or two vet guard models and then I tied them up in close combat. Luckily the icon arc is awful in close combat. Found that out by a uh, chainsawing him to death with it. Yeah. With the, once the little, the little squad of five is not as tough as you think. It's really yeah. once you hit torment section, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. Another thing, mutants went from relentless to ceaseless, which was also a huge yeah. change. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, the team definitely felt beatable now. Um, the question is if they were, I think, I think now the problem with Colts is, if you there, there's there's a level dependency. It's no longer like if you just take them, you win. Yeah. Right now, it's like you do have to play them with some skill in order to win. Yeah, you so, have to you have to think now. Now it's no longer just put put models on a table and roll dice and win. <laughs> yeah, I do think that if you do think while bringing them, you easily can take an event still. So I still oh, put easily, them in. S-tier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're still high A, low S tier in my opinion. There's no no special uh what is it that some of the youtubers have said the special special s plus tier for them yeah um not anymore at least i think no. there was there yeah. was oh, once definitely, upon a time definitely before this this data slate came out there was but they're they're definitely they're definitely a beatable team now yeah i think there's been four teams that have touched that s plus tier in their lifetimes i think it was first it was pathfinders Yes, uh, I think I think the Hunter Clade was there for a while. Hunter Clade was there for a while. Sisters and, were there for a while. Oh yeah, sisters! Mm-hmm. I forgot. And also, the thing that bumped Hunter Clade out and made them a non-playable team anymore—that's why you don't see them anymore—is Gellerbox. Gellerbox mm-hmm. was slept on for a really long time, and now Cultus. So there's been five teams that have really kind of popped up to that S plus tier. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so why don't we jump over to the other? side of ashes and talk about it while we're mm, while we're here yeah. on cults while we're here yeah <laughs> the inquisitorial agents um janice i would love to know why they didn't get rid of the cat from navy breachers 
That is a good question. I don't know why they didn't do that. That is something that should probably go away since the vet guard ancillary, they don't get their spotter. So why should there be the cat? Right. Yeah. But you know, people love cats. I mean, yeah, I love yeah. that cat. So if, if people out there that don't know why uh, the Navy breachers cat is super strong on that team is because it, it takes away concealment, correct? Yes. And what is the best gun in the game? Plasma. Plasma, Plasma cannon. Plasma cannon. Yep. Yeah. By far the best ga- gun in the game. Um, so when you have those two models paired up, you know, uh, you can get some really nasty blasts off. So I don't know why they're not winning more events personally, but. Uh, yeah, especially before this change because how many AP two weapons could they have at four, any given four time? five, six, all the AP two weapons. Everyone. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> so for those that are listening that may not know the inquisitorial agents got, uh, one of their changes is they're only allowed to have two operatives that have AT AP two weapons mm-hmm. now. So you're probably going to be seeing the plasma cannon and a plasma gunner now more than likely yeah i think when the cat gets taken out uh that that may change yeah yeah if if and when that happens i think the plasma cannon may go away because it's just not viably that good anymore and i think on its own i think that you will get the plasma pistolier and like a normal plasma or or melt a gun or something like that from yeah, without, without that combo, the servitor isn't going to be do- be a good enough model to, to reliably uh, rely on them. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think that this team definitely will change here and there, but you know, the demo mine is still good with them. Uh, you yeah. can't take the demo mine from um, the casterkins anymore because like, why would you ever take, you know, the plasma cannon and then a, a mine, a, a, a melta mine, you know, yeah. when you could take a plasma gun, you know, that's just, it, it definitely, I think stopped them from taking some interesting, uh, possibilities on the team, but it was also probably needed. Would you so. guys have been okay if it was up to three instead of two? Mm. Three is still think, a bit much. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, it, it, I think this 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 take is needed. I think the problem is that they have two viable AP two dudes on their team currently, so mm-hmm. it kind of like stops certain things. Like it makes Exaction Squad really good with them, but yeah. obviously, still Breachers are the best, specifically because of the cat. It doesn't <laughs> require anything else. It's just like this person can take concealment away. I have a really big tall model with blast, and I can I can nuke an entire area every yeah. round. So, and then you can also bring a medic, right? The, the breachers have a medic, right? Yeah. Breachers do have a medic. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. So then when, when the dude dies, the, the plasma cannon, uh, servitor dies, you could just bring him back to life and he can dash away. So, you know, good stuff. Um, what do you guys think about the interrogator and tome school, uh, having a group activation of two. Now they used to out activate every single team, but now with an, uh, 12 activations and a set of 13 activations, some teams can match them. What do you guys think? I like that change because I feel 
the Tome Skull shouldn't be a 1.8 GA model just because mm-hmm. of what it is. Right. Like it needs to be with something. Yeah. That's that's sort of what I feel about, like, since we we're on the topic of breachers, how the Geist Skull and mm-hmm. like the cat should be. They should go GA2 specifically with their required model that controls them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like, nah, that makes more sense. And also no one's really taking the cat outside of Inquisitions. Like when you're playing breaches, you're probably not taking the cat. True. You're gonna take the extra guys. Yeah. 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 Um I I think that I think that something that's needed for them for me to ever consider taking them as a team, no matter how good they are, is they need to buff the interrogator. I'm sorry. I I can't get behind a team that that's leader is just nothing. Ass. He's just not. He's no Eisenhorn. He is no Eisenhorn. He's not supposed to be an Eisenhorn, right? It'd be cool if you'd have the option to choose an interrogator that could have like slight psychic powers or one that's way more shooty or one that is designed to be just for buffs and not yeah. very good in combat like they have right now. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun decision. But I would love yeah. for them to just permanently give him like a plaza, a, a power knife, right? <laughs> Um, just yeah. so that you don't have to spend it on him. He then becomes like a viable person that you don't have to spend EP on. Cause right now he, while his, his buff is really good. Heaven forbid you put him next to the cat and the plasma cannon and plasma cannons getting five dice. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Overcharge with a, with a medic. I'm going to kill everything in that area and yeah. save my own guy. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um with five dice again i I can't say it enough um i think that they he definitely needs a little bit of something because he just has a bolt pistol and some fists and it just feels bad i just don't i just i just don't like him i just don't yeah i can see how he could get a little bit more a little bit more sauce to him yeah he's boring but you know it is. It is what it. That's my 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 least favorite thing is that they didn't buff the the, uh, the interrogator. Inquisition interrogator. Because uh, I would love to see him be you know something cool. Um, I think I think my favorite change uh, is the Gellerpox rust animations. Mm-hmm. Strategic ploy uh, only affecting nightmare hulks. Yeah. Um, yeah that's now good. now now is it nightmare hulks? Janice, or is it the range of Nightmare Hulks of engagement range? So, like, let's say somebody decides to fight a Glitchling that's also within one inch of the Nightmare Hulk. Um, does it also affect them? This is a question I got, and I was like, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be, be within engagement range. Yeah, it would be yeah. The, the range of the of the uh, the Nightmare Hulk. Mm-hmm. But what if your engagement range of the Nightmare Hulk and like let's say a a uh, a, a Glitchling, and then you fight the Glitchling and not the Nightmare Hulk? You're still within engagement range of the Nightmare Hulk. Yeah, so Rust animations would then work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right, just making sure. Um. Yeah, as yeah, long but- as you're as long as you're with the that the model you're activating is within engagement range of the Nightmare Hulk, you're still going to be be affected by that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's it's. It was a. I mean, when you say it so matter of factly, I mean it makes a lot more sense. Um, that's because I have that authority in my voice. <laughs> that, abs- that absolute authority, which I think which, we just skipped we, we, over. We did skip, we did skip because, over the absolute. Uh, authority. Wanted to, I wanted to talk about that one. Let's you know, go like because when it was when it was no CP stuff, 
Like you could just go, all right, Hyrotech Circle, you're not going to reanimate. Yeah. All right, you're Phobos, you're not doing this thing. <laughs> like it was just those little things to go. Uh, yeah, get fucked, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So that that was that needed to be changed. Yeah, and it only being able to be active on one ploy. <laughs> Uh, because there are some teams that rely on a single ploy to be effective. <laughs> right. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like again, Hyrotech circle. If you just go like, yeah. you can never use just that again. Just a scratch. Just a scratch. Yeah. Well, just, yeah a, just a scratch. I mean, they or, have shush too, but. And, uh, the, uh, uh, heretic Astartes, uh, legionaries, they need their, their God powers mm-hmm. to be, to be viable. So yeah, true. Yeah, and only in death is, I think, the best strategic boy that uh, mm-hmm. Vet Guard have. It really makes their team unique and strong. So yeah, it's their being, biggest gotcha for sure. Yeah, and being able to only shut it down once is is more than fine, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree because a lot of times, like you're, you're really trying to make sure that that one does. Like, I mean, it felt bad when I was playing Exaction Squad and against Kellen and Kellen and I was like oh I'm gonna dash my guys up and get him behind a barrier that I'm gonna place right here so I lock down this hallway awesome oh you're not allowed to do that I was like oh shit do you have anything that can shoot far no just six inch guns I was like thank goodness (laughs) (laughs) thank god cops can't shoot far Um, (laughs) so um at least most of them um well, speaking yeah, of I, cops, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a change. Ruthless efficiency. Yeah. Uh, it got, so I'll read it directly here since it's in front of me. Each time a friendly operative with this ability makes a shooting attack with a weapon that doesn't have the blast special rule or the word grenade in its name. If the target's within two of another friendly executive squad operative, the ranged weapon has P1 critical for that shooting attack. Mm-hmm. Pierce one is nice. It's, it I, helps them get through elites. Yeah. Mm-hmm problem that we saw at the tournament uh, uh yeah kellen kellen called in the week of on our our hot take our mm-hmm. tabletop hot takes and he was like i think exaction squad is uh is s tier and we're like oh really oh, so we talked bold, about it. that's a bold it, statement <laughs> it is it is and um we talked about it i still think they're an a tier um the shields man yeah, the shields yeah, are. Shields. I mean, I played into them and I lost. Uh, I, you know, I hated the shields so much, and they had uh, what are those little light things they have? The lum- lumen something, phosphor, phosphor yeah. lumens. I yeah. hate it so much because as, as Marines, it stops essentially two of your yeah. doctrines. You have mm-hmm. to go back and shoot from far. Yeah, uh, the one thing though, the one thing is though, uh, Exaction Squad at the Into the Dark tournament, which I would objectively say they are stronger at Into the Dark than Open. Uh, because you can get the subjectors up there a lot closer, which literally vet guard can't kill them once they get into close combat. You just can't, you get three attacks. They go yeah, first, they, they block, block two of them, two of them. Yeah, and like, you're like, you all right, all right. I mean, <laughs> maybe if I roll three crits with the hand X, okay, <laughs> get, get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they kill you anyways. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, I mean, also he, d- I'll tell you guys a funny story. He, he, I, I, he charged a subjector into the middle of like, I think my snipe, my sniper and my, uh, my spotter. And, uh, and I realized that he already activated after the fact, I realized he already activated. So I could have just fell back with both of them and then shot him to death with my plasma. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I didn't do that. Instead, I just charged him with three other guardsman <laughs> <Jesus>. models. <laughs> so there was five guardsman models on one subjector, <laughs> and I just didn't fight. And I was like, central control. I was like, I was like, you know what? Let's see you kill all these models in two rounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna do it. <laughs> um, it was fun, but um. I, I I saw them struggle immensely into what is their biggest counter and always has been their biggest counter, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, the intercession squad. And yeah. um, there didn't seem to weigh like whenever I walked by when he was playing, he was just defeated. Like there's just it seemed as if there was nothing that they could do into that matchup. Yeah, and Inter- Intercession and uh, Legion, they just have such a struggle with. Yeah, I think, I still think that they're probably A tier, maybe B plus. But I do think that since both of those teams are pretty popular, they're going to continue to struggle until they receive more buffs. Yeah. If, I think if it was, if they had a run and did not have to run into a marine team i think they would they would definitely be be top three at a tournament absolutely but the fact is you're gonna hit a marine team yep (laughs) a marine team a cultist team Mm -hmm. a felgor team um i'm not sure how they play into felgor he was telling us arrest them right because felgor only 10 10 only only your uh only your dude with the yeah, you're like your your sexual deviant. What's his name? Arresting the dude with the, uh, the, dude with, the uh, with the handcuffs. Yeah, BDSM cop. Yeah, the BDSM <laughs> cop. Uh, uh, the su- the su- not the subductor. Uh, what was his name? Michelle Pfeiffer as as a dude uh, <laughs> in, in Catwoman. Um, he he can he can arrest models of ten wounds. The rest of them can only uh, do castigator. seven. Castigator. castigator. That's the yes. guy. Uh, he can do ten wounds. And I believe the rest can only do seven. Yeah, they can. The rest can only do seven. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, also pro tip out there. If you guys are going into vet guard or seven wound, maybe even eight wound teams, uh, take the dog and the, the leash master. It's quite good. Um, you can bring, uh, you can drop them probably for the, the mech teams, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that exaction squad, unfortunately probably still needs more buffs, but I feel like if once they get so many, they'll probably get like overtuned. Yeah. Um, I I, th- I think that they're a team that's definitely struggling right now. I don't know how to fix them. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a rules writer. I don't have to figure that out. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, because the fix is just get lucky. Don't run into elites. Yeah, that's currently the one, right? Um, <laughs> and also, uh, we can all pray to the Emperor still that cultists get another small nerf. I don't think they need anything big anymore. They are... They're they pretty are now- close to, to where they should be. Yeah. They're beatable, but they definitely still need something because even though I think probably commandos have a better shot, I, th- I think that I would like to see the dude who transforms people, uh, his thing that he auto gets to uh, transform somebody, turn into an AP1 cost, you know? Okay. Yeah. So you have to do it. You have to pay for it. Yeah. I misspoke that earlier in the pod, but. Um, um, you know what I thought? That like mm-hmm. wasn't touched was um was caster kits? no not caster kit I think are in a great spot. Uh, one of the a best lot of people would dis- team. A lot of a lot of people would disagree with you. you uh, think so? I know I need I know that there's a pretty a couple pretty good 
uh, Kasekin players out here on the West Coast, but you know, we've only seen um, them win like one major tournament. Like they have, and they have a pretty pretty low win rate. Uh, Janice, do you think that they need to be touched anymore, or do you think that they're fine? I think they're fine. I think it's just a matter of uh, getting to know the secret sauce to to play them well. That makes sense. I would say Kasterkin are like the guard, the the guard equivalent of Phobos, where they technically have these rules that could make them win because it's very efficient. Yep, but you can't make a mistake or else it falls apart. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the way I feel that team is. Uh, like if you see a Phobos team that's played well and everything goes according to plan, you just get wrecked. Yeah, and I feel I feel the same way with with Kasekin. Yeah, I will say this. I see a lot of people on Reddit or in other areas come out and say this one specific thing. It's always said every time, Hey, I bought a single box of vex, a vet guard. How do I make a good, strong vet guard, 10 man team? The answer <laughs> is you don't, you play yeah. Kasekin. Um, yeah. if you're it, that, anyone that's listening, if you want to play Vedgard, play him with 14 models. If you can't afford two boxes, just buy a Kasserkin box. Um, it's if you can they find are, them. if you can, yeah, that's true. If you can find them. Um, but you could always take Cadians and, you know, yeah. Guardsmen are guardsmen, right? Like, no TO is going to have a problem as long as the models have the correct weapons. Yeah, but they don't look as cool as the Kasserkin team. I, mean, I, I saw, like, true. Jonathan brought his uh, his candy can, and I was like, God damn, that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> for hol- uh, for Christmas? Yeah. Christmas, yeah. His his Kasserkin team is painted as, uh, as can- with candy canes and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, d- is there anything else that you guys wanted? To- I mean, we have a couple more teams to talk about. But like, is there any other, uh, well, we'll, I'll get to that question afterwards. Um, do you think that the Gellerpox nerf, uh, or of rust animations is going to be good enough to take them out of that 65% win rate and drop them to 50 or do you, <laughs> as I don't No, I think um, they're going to be like at 60 still. <laughs> like it's, it, you never I mean, probably really worried about that. Cause your nightmare Hulk was already going to like mess you up anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, it's still going to be fine. I, I think that the rest animations is bigger than people think. I think it's definitely going to drop them down to at least 55. I mean, okay. I might be wrong. I think, I think it's going to drop them into that, uh, 50 under that 55 spot. That's 55% sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense because a lot of rust, a, a lot of Geller Pox players really depended on that. Uh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and now that it's not there for them to depend on, um, you know, is pretty pretty big. Maybe people will figure out a different way to play them, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll see them rise again. Um, but it's going to take some creative people out there, like I, uh, like bringing all Zangor. You know, I also think people playing into into Gellerpox uh, have to really think change the way they think about. It about playing them mm-hmm. uh, just because you're not going to do well if you go into a, a head-on fight with them. And yeah. and the lately there's been a lot of melee or cl- very close quarters uh, teams mm-hmm. released that have to get close, and it's not a good thing. Yeah, uh, Every time that I've played Gellerpox, 
and I've been using intercession, it's like, okay, long range, and I do well against them. Yeah. Uh, I just don't play, play the mission and just stand back and shoot, shoot the big guys off the table and profit. <laughs> yeah. For, for everyone who doesn't know what rust animation does is it, it makes sure uh, any models currently now as the change within one inch of a nightmare Hulk uh, count as injured. So it's Two harder for them. Yeah. To, oh, sorry. You're, you're at one inch. Cause one inch range. now. Yeah. yeah. One, in, one inch range. And it does say regardless of any other rules. So yes. sorry, anything suck at space Marines suck at, uh, <laughs> uh, golden boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're another one. I forgot about them. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty strong. And I wonder if this tips the, it was already like Geller pox were okay into cults. I wonder if this change to, to, to both of the teams influences that, that matchup any differently because it used to be like Geller pox and cultists are just kind of fighting. And then eventually like, cultists just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you start losing models from Gellerpox and it pushes them back. But I wonder if, you know, making the six plus feel no pains go down uh, and, and also the rest animations, it's not a buff, but they still have it go to, you know, I wonder if that's going to influence that matchup anymore. It's gonna I think post data slate Gellerpox are going to be better off with mm-hmm. going into cults for sure. And mm-hmm. The reason, the big one is going from relentless to ceaseless. Yeah, that's huge. It was. It also saved me <laughs> a lot um, when I played. So um, now, uh, does anyone want to talk about the Star Striders? I still don't like saying their first name. The Elucidian. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize uh, they changed. Huh. Yeah, they got a small change. They got this was in this was in the part one of the data slate, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that's probably this was the Undaunted Explorers strat ploy. Yeah, we might have gone over this in a previous pod, but we'll go over it again. So go ahead. Um, So it it was uh, Undaunted Explorers, the strategic ploy. The first time an attack dice uh, is resolved, instead Mm -hmm. of basically it's on the very first attack roll rather than every. And it also damage uh, have to a minimum of two rounding up. So you, instead of like being like, oh, every single dice roll is now also uh, halved. Now it's just, you know, straight to two and that's about it. So it's, and it's just for the very first dice roll, which is really important. Um, Still bad against Melta, but you know, nothing's good against Melta. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it is def it was definitely needed because it just kind of puts everything in line with the same d- damage, the damage to, uh, damage yeah, to this things. Is, this is mo- definitely more of a game hygiene change than, a than, uh, something against the team itself, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, and then I think we've gone over every nope, nope we're missing nope. one big one we're, miss- we're missing a big one i was waiting oh. for this one okay what is it the pathfinders yeah 
Oh, yeah. I don't want to even talk about them. <laughs> you had a whole spiel in the car when we were driving back from day one. I've talked Remember? about them. I've talked about them nonstop for the past two days. I'm trying to like forget that they exist because they should be burned. We should go to the Tao homeworld. Okay, as as imperial in, imperial imperial brethren, we should go to their homeworld and burn everything. The only thing that should be lift living is Farsight because Farsight's a homie. The rest of them, those little communist blue bastards, all need to die in burning glory for the emperor. I love you, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just we just lost we just lost like twelve <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> They're the only ones that play Pathfinders. Um, like I, it's the grenade. <laughs> the grenade ability is definitely the feels bad because when I play against a team with people who don't know how to do the grenade thing, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't really hate it. You know, it's not that yeah. bad. I mean, usually if they don't know how to do the grenade thing, they don't know how to run the team correctly. Yeah, usually, usually, it's true. They're still learning it. So, yeah, you know. Then it's but once you're but that's the team that I feel like a lot of high players play. Like, and it's kind of one of those. How do you play this casually? Because you just know this really good trick and. Well, you're going to use the really good trick, you know, turn one or turn two. Like, you might as well. You, you know? might as If you see the opportunity, like when I was playing against Evelyn this weekend, she set up a little bit poorly and I had an option to kill three guys. So I'm going to try to take that shot. That's mm-hmm. what it is. You see it and mm-hmm. you're like, well, how would you not? You know? Yeah. So yeah, their alpha strike capability is still the best in the game. There are other teams glass half dead just released a video. He didn't name Phobos or quite a few of the other teams. Um, but in my opinion, uh, alpha striking is when you do something to an enemy team that they can't come back from. Um, and it just hits them so hard. It them. hits them so hard that you've pretty much won game at yeah. 20.1. The best alpha striking teams in the game, in my opinion, is Pathfinders, um, Higher Tech Circle with their stupid fly blast. Um, what else is there? Uh, and Phobos is a really good one. You have yeah, you can you make ha- the the Reaver do the thing. Corsairs have two different ones, and you have a Hand of the Archon, right? Legion uh, Legion can do do one too if they're lucky. Oh, that's with the the sorcerer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the most reliable one by far is Pathfinders, and the oh, reason 100%, why percent one hundred percent. The reason why everyone hates Pathfinders is because if you've ever played against Pathfinders and anyone has done this move against you once, you're like, wow, fuck that team and fuck anyone who plays them. Because you can, no matter what, steal turning point one, if you do it correctly, you can get three dashes magically and get a move and then throw a, a, a grenade that ignores visibility. And I mean, your, pre- not, and, and your visibility. Pre- and your pregame dash. Don't forget yeah. that. And, yeah, so it's three, <laughs> three total dashes a move and a throw. It's a 21 inch threat range, which if you're on hot dog, hamburger, whatever, it's essentially the entire, the entire empty, um, empty battlefield. So, um, I would love to see a nerf to the team and then they could start buffing them again. If they did this one singular nerf, and this would be a nerf to, to the entire game. I would love to see this errata come through for the entire core rules where you're only allowed to take one dash action before the beginning of the game. And I think that that would really help a lot of alpha strike potential. And um, I think that that is like a really important thing 
for the health of the game because I don't think anyone likes to be alpha struck. No one likes to set up, take an hour to to do setups because they're afraid that the Pathfinder is going to to do it. And they're like, okay, I'm safe. And the Pathfinder is like, nope, <laughs> you forgot I had an extra dash from Anka. You know, right? Like, it should, I I would agree with that. It's it in my opinion though, because there are some teams that like to do more dashes than one. It should be that each model can't make more than one pregame dash move. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah. each model. Yeah, each yeah. model. That way yeah. you're like, all right, cool. You can still do everything else you need to do. Like the, what is it? Corsairs have their their move thing, their move shenanigans. Yeah, they can they can move standardly, right? Like, so can Moncal. Yeah. Moncal, you can get a free one. But it it's still, the what it stops is it stops a Pathfinder player from taking the dash at the beginning of the round, uh, the the recon sweep, and then Moncal on top of that, right? Right. Or if they had like a maximum move of like your model can only move this amount of inches in a round. You know what I mean? Like maximum. It's similar to the GA2 thing of like the reason why Pathfinders were hated originally was because you could chain activate seven models, right? Or however freaking many it was. Uh, it was and then only they're four. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. four still. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm dead. not only am I going to chain activate four people, but then I'm going to get overwatch with four or five weapons because I took my 11 model team and dropped them down to seven activations. Get fucked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I've killed all your models. I don't need to be on activation overwatch anyways. Um, of course they were around before Colts were out. So they're, they're on the same level of hate. Uh, they, they had that. People. They were the first ones with the big thing. Um, yeah. But anyways, back to the change. This one, I think, is a little nicer because it makes your other Art of War, the, I believe it's pronounced uh, Kayon. I'm not quite sure how I would You mean Crayon. It. I'm just going to call it Crayon now. Crayon's Art of War ability. Yeah. Kayoon or something Kayun, like that. Kayu from the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bald kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, they're bald, so why not, right? They're just Kayu yeah, blue. Um, so yeah, so uh, in addition to their ability, it has once in each activation, friendly Pathfinder operatives can perform a mission action or the pickup action for one less action point to a minimum of zero, which is awesome. Phobos has that, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. That's one of those like I could see you using this even in even in some open boards. It's you know? so cool. Yeah, but I think this was mostly done for in, for them being able into the dark. to into the dark since that's just where they really are yeah, struggling. But, but the problem is it buffs them in open too. So, yeah. You but know. only if they take this, then they're not taking. Um, yeah. If they're then, taking this, they're not taking one Right. So then, but you know, here's that's the like, thing. Do they need to into space Marines? Do they need to turn one alpha strike a space Marine? No, they don't. I mean, they, I can, would, they could, they could delete one before you start. You're only starting with five. It's, yeah. But you're trading one for one. Like for instance, if you take this instead, you can, uh, you can move, uh, you can be hidden on an objective. You could then uh, pick up the objective, whether it be secure or whether it be loot, mm-hmm. move your model, and then shoot. Uh, essentially, Kion, Crayon, Kayun, uh makes it so their entire team for two turns is th- has three APL. And to me, on Into the Dark, it's great. They definitely needed a buff on Into the Dark. Well, aren't uh, Art of War is only once per turn? Like, once yeah. you've done it, then it's gone. You don't get it again. But here's the, the spicy they thing. A, they have a ploy that you can basically uh, do Oh, it that's for, right. Free. So so their, so their leader can then say, I'm going to do it again for any model within six inches. Now, here's the crazy thing. 
you can activate all your models in, th- in six inches, right? And they can't leave that six inch bubble. Otherwise they lose the ability, but they could still do like, I'm going to loot here, move away. And it's like, okay, now it doesn't matter. And then I'm going to shoot. And then the leader can then move somewhere else on the battlefield. And every, every person, it's a bubble that follows him. So then every pathfinder in that area also gets three APL. So it takes, it's, it's a harder, um, it's, it's harder to pull off correctly, but essentially you could give the majority of your team, if not everyone on your team, as long as you set it up, right. Three APL for two rounds. So, uh, it's busted. It's makes the team. I, I, I hate, I hate the change. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes them, in my opinion, pretty good on into the dark. Uh, you just play them differently. You play them with this, you bring marker light thing instead on of the, uh, which what's it called? Jumps into the second change. Yeah. Which you want you to bring go over that? Yeah. You bring over your marker lights and then you just, what is that one called? Uh, what is their marker high, light? High high intensity marker light. High, the high intensity marker light. That is their equipment. Um, yeah. It's Are you thinking the, of the ploy? Yeah, the ploy. Uh, I think it's a ta- tactical ploy. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, tac ops mark enemy movements. Oh yes. So if you have, I mean, it's not great against space marines because if you kill three of them, you can't. You, can, you have enemies, yeah. you have to you have to mark at least three models, right? Uh, and if they have less than three, which typically you know they very well could, but like patient hunter is really good now. Like if more than half of your team is on is on conceal, uh, and you score more victory points, mission objectives than your uh, opponent, you score a point. So it's like, hey, I can do mission actions for free, and all my dudes are on conceal. Marker lighting your team, cool. Uh, I score one. I score one on turn one. I score one on turn two because I'm faster than you. And then turn three, every single model on your team has five marker lights and I kill you. Uh, you know, cool beans. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so they're close quarters. Um, each friendly operative can perform the guard action while it has conceal order. Uh, and if it does so, uh, interrupt uh, as normal, but instead, m- instead of making a guard attack, they can perform a marker light action if able to. Now, the great thing about marker lights is all you need is visibility. So they don't care if you can't do a reciprocal shot. As long as they can see your model, yeah. they can marker light you. Yep. Guess what else they can start doing? They can also instead take high intensity marker lights. So now you get two marker lights per marker light. Like all this crazy stuff that you can do. So instead, so you just have to pay, play the quote unquote patient hunter now, instead of the super aggro, you know, saber tooth tiger. Um, yeah, I, I just fucking hate the team. I, I, I just don't like the change. Uh, I think that they're going to, I would not be surprised if they're taken to mixed tournaments and they start winning mixed tournaments. So I would not be surprised. Make that comeback. But how do they do against cultists? They can nuke the shit out of him, man. They like we saw we saw Austin at uh, SummerSlam. He he took um, turn one. He did the Monka dash and did all that stuff, and he he killed uh, I think right. eight or nine models. Yes, on turning point one with his with his Alpha Strike. So um, they still have play. They do have play, and they do four or five damage, which is fantastic in the torments. So while they don't have a lot of blasts. Uh, you know, they have, they have enough damage to kill the big dudes, which is kind of the most important part. Janice, what do you think about Pathfinders? I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Point blank, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Do you hate them as much as me and with a, the fervent desire of a, of your uh, flesh terrors? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't. I, I have certain opinions when I see someone that's a Pathfinder player. <laughs> <laughs> or playing Pathfinders, I should say. Is it the same opinion as that you have them as um, cultists or... Or is it different? It's different. It's this is more like a spiritual thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Janice, do you like the change for the two new uh side see here's the thing, it's not they are buffs and they're more of a sideways buff than they are like they didn't take anything away that they that they that they messed them up on right. before. This is like moving their power in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's good for them for for definitely into the dark. I'm cu- like I'm curious to see how it's going to be in open to be quite honest, but I still think Montcaw is going to be the the big way to go. For um, open. I I for agree. Open. I think that this can have its play into certain matchups, but like obviously if somebody clumps up a lot, you know. Yeah it's you can't resist it it's just like a it's like a it's a disease in their mind of like where is this grenade gonna go yeah they can't they can't help themselves yeah i mean that's anytime i play against a a pathfinder player it's like okay how am i going to minimize the damage on on the alpha strike because i know munt cause coming first turn yeah i i (laughs) think i they this this Kion Art of War though you can still possibly Alpha Strike on Into the Dark because they can open a door for free. They still get True. two dashes. They can open a door for free while moving through it. So yeah, you have a three inch less range. So instead of a twenty one inch, you have an eighteen inch. But you know, but an eighteen throw, inch. <laughs> but throwing a grenade, you only got three inches of range. In True. Into the dark. But if you think you're safe and you don't set up everyone in right. super cover, right. Yeah, so they just brought Alpha Strike into into the dark. I don't know. I just like the fact that Pathfinder struggling into the dark, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us see them less events. That's for sure. Yes, maybe not for long. We'll see. We will see. Um, is there anything that you guys kind of wish uh, on your wish list that um, you would see in the future? For a data slate change? Yeah, data slate stuff. I have a couple. Outside uh, of nerfing path- Pathfinders into the ground. Outside of that. Well, that's just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Our part. I just don't want Pathfinders in the game. That's just me. But. <laughs> I, I think it's ridiculous that they have more movement than all Eldar players and more maneuverability than all Eldar players and better shooting than all other teams. It's just, it's too much. Just choose one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I Random. would like, I would like to see, uh, Corsairs get some, get some love Ooh. to be, to be quite Ooh. honest. Okay. That's my, my big, big thing I would like to see for the future. I would like to see their medic actually be a medic rather than just kind of a, Oh, I heal for D3 or whatever. Yeah. I would like to see them actually be a medic and being able to revive somebody. 
I could see that. You know, it'd be another cool change to Phobos. I mean, not Phobos, Corsairs. Make all their base moves seven inches. Ooh, just add it in. Mm. Yeah, just give give them the the Hathkin. The Hathkin thing. Would you get rid of their free dash thing then instead? Would you just no. turn it into? Just if we we're at looking for small things, it's kind of a big thing, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, um, that would be fun. Did you guys already talk about the grenade from um, from Hand of the Archon? No, we have not. I'd like Next. to see that change, the grenade change from Hand of the Archon. Like, oh, yeah? Like Did that. you play into that? I got affected by it. Only one guy got affected by it because you'd be a fool if you let it go off twice. Mm. Like, it's probably going to happen once. But I heard from a different table that, like, six guys got affected by it. Oh, yeah. In that one was, grenade uh, throw. Oh, how bunched up were they? <sighs> Should they had to, I think, um, to go for a point. I, I forget how the demons were playing. It was demons, right? They were playing no, against demons? No, I think it was. Well, it might have been demons. Uh, I know it happened to Exaction Squad. So we had a, a Rob playing his Hand of the Archon. We, we've had Rob on the podcast quite a few times. Mm-hmm. He played really well. He got third place at the tournament. Um, he had a really nasty grenade go into Exaction Squad, and he got like he got this huge, this huge blast off on them. Okay. Um, pretty rough. Pretty rough. Did he also get one against uh, demons too? I want to. Well, I mean that's his opponent at the end against uh, Mr. Jimmy Kelly. I would hope he got it off. <laughs> and and like Jimmy was telling us afterwards, like demons don't have a comms guy, so like right. once they're the injured, stuns. they really start losing a lot of like momentum. Mm-hmm. Like their economy just gets ruined, and I feel like that grenade is really strong. I almost wonder if it's going to become a one-time use thing. Or do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to stay forever as many times as you want? I don't foresee Hand of the Archon getting changed anytime soon. I think they're a really strong team. Yeah, but I think they're in a good spot. Yeah, they're not in a. They have tricks that can really mess you up, but they're not in a. There's something super wrong with the team that needs to be they, to be dealt with. In my opinion, they're definitely the better elf faction. Currently. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But I, I do think that I don't necessarily think that it's any fault of them. I think that Corsairs just need a little something to make them more, more either more unique or because, I mean, ultimately, Hand of the Archon does everything Corsairs want to do, but they just do it better. So yeah. outside of the Shade Runner, right? Like everything else is pretty much they have better melee. They have better movement. Or mm-hmm. actually, they don't have better movement. That Corsairs still have them on that. But, you know, they can get an extra, you know, they're they're a little bit more unique. I think that yeah. Corsairs suffer from the suffer from the stock standard kill team syndrome where mm-hmm. they were making a bunch of teams very similar for a long time and yeah. rather than making them more unique like well, they were they were now. box three right of release yeah they were the third, the third they were the third box yeah yeah so yeah you're probably right they're just kind of suffering from old age mm-hmm. what if they got another guy i think that might break them that might make them too strong but okay. it would be it would be cool to see. It would be interesting. They're I would like to, s- I would like to just see little tweaks done to some of their operatives, just to make them a little either like I said more like you said more unique, or just give them a little that little oomph. <laughs> give them the the Felgor treatment where all yeah. their models actually do something. They all frenzy now. <laughs> <laughs> I have light fingers built into everybody. Frenzy. Well, that might be too strong. 
frenzying uh, uh, Eldar. <laughs> Eldar. The, hashtag the, uh, the 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 cult of flesh is coming in. That would be <laughs> that would be a really cool kill team to have uh, grotesques or not grotesques, but like racks or um, you never grotesque or mandrakes in or mandrakes come in. No, those would be two really cool ones. You're bringing back shades of. Uh, 2018 kill team with the- yeah i i disliked them back then they were really strong they were super <laughs> strong they were super strong liquefying guns uh yeah, if anyone liqui- that anyone out there that has not heard of a liquefying gun um i think luton's done episode an episode on it but uh anyone that hasn't brushed up on their their kill team lore it's a horrifying gun almost as horrifying as a monofilament uh harlequin's kiss but um Super deadly in Kill Team Two. It's it's ridiculous. In Kill in Kill Team Two, when I saw that I was going up against uh, uh, Dark Eldar, that was one of the the ones that I actually had uh, fear fear in my heart when going up against. Yeah, that's that was my one loss at uh, Kill in 2020 Kill Team. I lost to Alec Berryman and his mm-hmm. uh, his dark his Dark Eldar. Uh, my I'm, team broke. I'm so glad they got rid of bro- breaking in this game. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. It's like, oh, I rolled a two dice and now my team it doesn't do anything. Cool. I lost the game. Um, yeah, that was a weird rule. They got rid of a lot of things that were more like, again, if rules aren't fun to dependent. play. Yeah, if rules aren't fun to play with, like, why even make them? You know, then you could argue a lot of teams have that issue right now, but that's. You yeah, still get to play the game. The morale rules were yeah. artif- artifacts of it being so forty k based. Yeah, that yeah. was re- true. True mini forty k was yeah. was old kill team. But anyway, we're off track on <laughs> yeah. reminiscing about the olden times. Is oh, there man. is there any is there anything that you guys would like to see changed? I I, I want to talk about an initiative thing that we talked about earlier, and G, you could lead that one off. But outside of that, Janice, is there anything that you would like to see? change in the game like outside of that like i would like my thing i know i know that we've talked about this but my thing would i I would love to see compendium get updated either that or take it out one of the two i don't want to see them anymore or i want something to change because outside of jimmy kelly being the champion of compendium um (laughs) you you don't see anything from any of these teams ever anymore like we had craft robert take craft worlds to 18th at LVO like obviously there's some play in some of them but you know yeah I see I see that uh compendium is the forgotten child right now yes that uh they're just it's it's an appendix it's just going to wither away to be quite honest I wish like your yeah. appendix yeah like your appendix <laughs> my appendix got taken out because it was withering you're right oh, yeah. yeah so I I feel that it would be good for the game if if it came down from on high that yeah compendium is no more for for uh, competitive because like you said it there's a couple little tricksy things that you can do with it but it doesn't have place in the game anymore in my opinion makes sense that does make sense uh, G do you want to take us off on our on our our your thought process on uh initiative yes so first i had to give her credits due this comes from mr kellen himself as he's had his issues with 
initiative roles, which oh, I, yes. I totally feel it. I've come from AOS. I come from, well, Kill Team. And originally, yeah, you just, you know, you try to play into it. But it still can suck when you like, yeah. you, you're both like, we both really need to go first. And that did happen a lot in the tournament where I was finding both of us really needed to go first or else, you know, one side's definitely going to win or not. Um, this was what he had suggested originally was much like in the recon step, you still select cards, which is still working in the rock, paper, scissors format. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you choose, you know, determines if you go first, but you also get a bonus. Like uh, he had plus one to movement for assault. He had a reroll for strategize. And I forget what the last uh, was disengage. You can make a free dash action as long as it was closer to your own deployment zone. Yes. So that was one we were kind of working with, but okay. uh, it, w- it was nonetheless a free dash. Um, Dakota and we, I brainstormed that idea mm-hmm. after we'd heard it because we were thinking that's not terrible. Like I also come from playing Legion and Legion uses cards to determine who goes first. Right. And I thought that honestly, it's not a bad system. It's a very good system. I really do enjoy it. What Dakota and I were workshopping in the car was some of these abilities are a little too strong. Like the free dash is we were thinking that's, that's, a, that's mighty strong, especially because you could kind of gamify it and always choose it or something. Yeah. Um, so we came to the decision what if you just still have the rock, paper, scissors format, but instead it's a free type of reroll that the person who doesn't get initiative gets? So if Dakota and I are playing, he puts down one that would allow him a free ranged reroll, and mine, let's say, is a free close combat reroll. Let's say his beats mine. He doesn't get the bonus. He gets to go first, but now I get a bonus on one of my guys. So you okay. still have that, like, here's your consolation prize. You don't get to yeah. go first, but you might still need what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, three, the three actions was uh, one CP reroll for shooting, a CP reroll for attacking, or a CP reroll for a save. And it was a, a chainsword, a bolt gun, and a shield that would go onto the cards. Okay. And that's it. So you just played rock, paper, scissors. We haven't decided which one beats which, but it's just that. So the, the person who doesn't get initiative gets a bonus. And well, if you get the initiative, you get to go first and do what you're trying to do. And a tie goes to the defender as yes, per, as per normal right. rules. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, to yeah, that sounds that. interesting. I mean, there's been so many, like you said, there's been so many games that I've played where it's like, okay, if I get initiative, I could this could swing the game in my favor completely or I lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I don't care. And I, I don't mind the rolling, but <laughs> I'll try it. Like on the, on my little casual events I do during the week, I will yeah. talk to my opponents. And if they're down, you know, I'll try it out. I think it's worth at least trying. Yeah. Sounds fun. Report yeah. back to the report to the back to the pod. See how see how both you and your opponent liked it. Because I mean, rock, paper, scissors does feel a little bit more in your control rather than it being random because you yes. are selecting something. So I can definitely see the uh, the aspect of it. Uh, I still think it's a dice game in my opinion, so I'm not... Well, it's a dice and a card game now. Yeah, cards. true. Well, I hope in the next edition that we get the 40K-ified where all of our operatives comes on cards so we don't have to carry around these giant books. I think that would be really nice. Right, like you get the option to buy the data slate stuff. Yeah, they probably I mean, wouldn't the- come with the special rules, though, though they could make them like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're already like kind of doing that like with, uh, third party wise, you know, um, but it would be nice to have like official, like uh, what are they called? 
the tarot cards for for your operatives. I mean, so Team just Justine might have it, right? There, theirs comes with a card. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. right? So uh, you know, if that's maybe this is their test, and they find out people like it, they'll be like, "How fast another thing to think, sell you it?" How fast do you think Team Justin Timberlake's Justine's uh, cards are going to leak online? The day someone has them in their store. Yeah, the the day that somebody gets their greasy mitts on them that can either uh, that is not not beholden to an NDA. I think yeah, the less scrupulous. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I will I will leak them if no one has. So just realize that everyone (laughs) join the Squad Games podcast for the Justin Justin Timberlake leaks. You know, I'm I'm still I'm still hoping hoping that the. uh, the heavy intercessor is still only two APL. Right? You want that? You, you or might you want be able to take seven then, because he's only two APL. It's not that bad. No, I just just for the troll, <laughs> just for the troll of it. <laughs> I think that if they have to drop a model, they'd probably drop him if he's two APL, unless if his gun was just nutters. Yeah, I mean it's going to be the heavy bolter, so that's four or five damage with uh, cease, not ceaseless uh, fusillade. Yeah. Now we're all we're all going to be building this team, right? I mean, I have all the parts already. Yeah, I, I, from what I've seen of the models that are going to be, be in that, I think I already have the team put together. <laughs> nice. Now, from, how are from, we? From my uh, 2018 uh, intercession uh, kill team. Nice. Now, Janice, how did you paint them? And Giacomo, how do you plan on painting yours? Because I have, I have something I'm going to do. Well, mine are all the ones that I already have that would fit for this are already done in uh, flesh terrors colors. Okay. Stay sticking with the flesh terrors. I got to love it. I got to love it. How about well, you? G? Well, I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit here. Yes. Oh, do before, it before, before the end of the, before the end of the podcast, I painted up another chapter. So, Oh, oh. what chapter? I'm so excited. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. <laughs> okay. She's going to um, say blood angels. I think I'm, I think I'm going to stay boring because my Imperial fists already have all the pieces exactly needed for this team. Oh my gosh. It's already done. And I've oh already put all my that effort. Gosh. Like I was thinking like I could collect the models and paint them like they look, but I already have the models and like a lot of people say online, it's probably going to be a little hard to get though. I did find someone online who was able to point me to a place to pre-order them. But it's in the UK, and they don't do international shipping. Ooh, yes, I was like, I was ready to pre-order right there, and then I was like, ah, thanks, man, but it's, uh, it's UK only, you know. Damn, what is it? Instagram Games. homies. Hashtag not affiliated by Element Games. We're not. We're not cool enough. Um, oh, they do international g- shipping. They do. They do. Um, I'm gonna do uh, Ultramarines. Of course, you are classic. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a I have. Look. That's I have, boring. <laughs> I, know. I already have my Imperial fists. I'm going to be painting up a new intercession team as uh, black Templars, uh, which is my real favorite faction. And then I'll do uh, ultramarines. And for Phobos, I don't know what I'm going to do for Phobos, but I'm going to do a different faction for each. So I think it, it should be pretty fun. Pretty exciting. It should be fun. Now, Janice, you've teased us for long enough. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, uh, well, she says Imperial. She Lamenters. Says, no, 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 no. She's going to say, she's okay. going to say. I, I, I will do, I will do my, my joke thing that I, uh, I have been toying around with putting Phobos together for quite a while uh, since they were awful. And yes, those ones I have been planning to paint up as Lamenters because, <laughs> because they were so bad for so long. I wanted, it's like, if I, if I did a loss, it's like, 
yeah, I'm playing Lamenters. <laughs> so this is actually a win thematically. Yeah. <laughs> now, the real thing is that I'd been working on for quite a long time and finally got them table ready uh, is I have Space Wolves uh, for Ooh, for Intersection. Hey, all right. And that's Ooh. the ones I'm I'm running them as my uh, stealthy, adorable uh, guys. Oh, that's and, exciting. Stealthy, and, durable. Let's go. Yeah, and saving the uh, the flesh terrors for what I'm feeling aggro. <laughs> okay. Okay. I dig that. That's fun. Yeah. So I ran them at a local tournament uh, last weekend uh, and ended up taking third in that tournament Ooh. with them. Only because uh, I ran into Ryan, yeah. <laughs> my, my teammate, and we came down. It was a close game, but... Uh, he ended up taking the win. What was he playing? One. Yeah, he was playing uh, uh, Crew. What? Uh, Farstalker or Compendium? Oh no, uh, Farstalker Kinban. Okay, all right, all right. Because wow. I was like, I was about to say, like, the Crew Talks just go off. I still wish they had that model. Okay, I I love the Crew Talks, and I think the Crew Talks is so. He's also a really good operative. It's in, a very uh, good operative in, in Kill Team. Yeah, and very good. I just got to say, the Skinner gun is like, ugh. Ooh, ooh, man, I, that I, I do not like, do not like, do not like. <laughs> what is it, AP2 with uh, Torrent? Yeah. Yeah, and hits on twos, like five, six, yeah. five or six decks? Uh, yeah, that, that thing can go to hell. Like, uh, <laughs> funny thing was in that game, he had, he came up with it, killed, shot a full strength Marine, killed him, killed him dead. <laughs> oh. And it's like, okay. So, uh, next turn he moves and I have this one Marine that had been like tanking a bunch of shots and got into melee with some things and lived. He had like two wounds left. Ryan came up, got like two inches away from the guy, shot him with, with the gun and only managed to score one hit. Only needs one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he scored one hit and I saved. So it's no! like, uh, he, he like wiped, wiped off either it was a full strength or near full strength Marine with his first shot and then no! like completely whiffed on the second one. There's this poor beat to hell Marine. It's like, okay, I'll stab you now. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm, excited. It was fun. I'm excited that we all have different factions except for Giacomo. Um, just running Imperial fists. I'm going to, I'm going to convince him one of these days to, 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 they're just small See, teams. It, oh, Imperial, Imperial Fist players I've seen are like the ones that like, no, I play Imperial Fists. I only Rider play die, Imperial man. Fists. Yeah. I mean, that that is true. I have 2,000 points of troops, Primaris troops of Imperial Fists. Uh, I don't have any tanks. And, <laughs> and I will say if they have changed chapters, an Imperial Fist player either goes... Uh, Black Templars or Crimson Fists. Yeah, that'd yeah. be the only the two. You <laughs> that's the only that's the only deviation they have. It's like whereas yeah. other players is like, oh yeah, I'm playing Blood Angels, but I'm I'm gonna make a team that's uh, Ultramarines or uh, White Scars yeah. or something. But nope. You uh, know, if I wasn't colorblind, I might like uh, Death Angels or de- Death Dark Angels. Dark Angels. I might like the Dark Angels just because. Um, I might be able to see the color more, and I really like the lion. Lion is but, pretty dope. But hashtag Daddy Dorn for life. Let's be Daddy honest. Daddy Dorn for life. <laughs> yeah. So are you are you red green colorblind or? I am red green color deficient. Okay. M- moderate color deficient. So okay. 
Um, that is my, my, I cannot be a fighter pilot or a pilot. Right. Yeah. Cause apparently I can't see the ground enough. Um, who needs you know, to see the ground? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it, it's more along the lines of when things are like, I can tell like different greens and different reds and, but when right. they, when, when they're far away, like for instance, when I was flying over Oregon, I made, I made my wife so upset. We were flying over Oregon during the fall. And she's like, this is why I want to live in Oregon. Everything is so pretty. Look at the ground. And I was like, uh, it was like fall and all the trees were dying. Mm-hmm. And I looked outside and I was like, Oh yeah. It just looks like a bunch of poop. Like there's no, there's no, I see two red trees and I see like 11 yellow trees. And she was <laughs> so upset because like, it just looked like a sea of mud to me yeah. because I was so far away, but apparently they were all beautiful fall colors that uh, I can't see. So, you know, <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, I can see them up close, like, yeah. you know, but far away. No, nah, they just blend together. But yeah. Uh, I have a, Kind of switching gears on you guys here yeah. to ramble. We have the Goonhammer event in Baltimore this coming weekend. Mm, um, do. That I'm going to. I've heard about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of plasma spam there. <laughs> nice. And the yeah. team will be there too. <laughs> uh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I think Orion is is helping Travis TO that, right? Yeah, on Sunday, Trav- or Ryan will be there to help Travis, but... On, uh, yeah, Ryan has something going on on Saturday that he can't, he can't be there. Okay. Yeah. And has that, has that event sold out yet? Do you know? Or is it there, still just 20 players? Travis was just here. I think he said there was 20 out of 24 sold up so far. Uh, there's 21 players signed up right now from what I'm seeing. So there's let three left to get your tickets. Let's go. Let me double check that. Uh, just to be certain. Uh, open link. Come on. Work with me here, computer. There we'll we be watching. We'll be watching BCP as it's probably not going to be, uh, streamed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a stream happening at that event, unfortunately, but if there is, I will let you guys know and you can share it out. Yeah. yeah currently it's showing 21 players, uh, listed. Mm. Uh, However, one hasn't submitted any information yet, so I don't know if there are going to be a drop or not. Mm, okay. And our de- and the deadline for submitting roster was yesterday. Mm. So that that's probably a good indication that they're probably not going to go. That's one thing that I've seen. Right. Uh, now, something exciting is Janice. I know that you won't be able to make uh, All Valley this year. Hopefully no, next year. I won't be able to this year. Yeah. So... Uh, the cool thing is, is that we will be streaming that event. So you oh, will nice. be able to, to, to watch and see a few things. Um, so anyone that wants to, to watch us, you know, you can go to our Twitch channel, subscribe and uh, watch that event. And then we will also be recording SoCal Open. Now, SoCal Open happens in a giant hangar. Uh, and FLG has let us know that, uh, internet is, is notoriously unstable. So I can either hotspot my phone, which we probably won't put out a good product because we're going to be using phones hotspot and who knows if I don't know if it's going to be good there or not. So we'll probably be recording SoCal open. That is one you, you are planning to go to, right, Janice? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm trying my best to get everything in line to go to that one. All right. So we'll be, we'll be, we'll be recording that one and releasing it on our YouTube um, and possibly our Patreon um, 
maybe like the longer version or the shorter version. We're not sure. Um, and then finally, the West Coast Championship here in November will also be streaming as as well as um, as LVO. So we have a couple big tournaments we plan on streaming coming up here pretty soon. So if you guys like Giacomo's voice, he's going to be the, the caster uh, or at least the person talking to the Twitch stream while you hear everyone else talking while playing. But should be good. I wish more, I wish a lot more teams or TOs could or would stream. It seems like it's just kind of like me and Sheldon. I get it. It's difficult. Some of our events are just impossible to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, uh, something's better than nothing. So yeah. And like I've said before, I think uh, a lot of the kill team community has to give thanks to Sheldon for be for building that initial uh, interest in Kill Team 2018 with his streaming, because I know that did so much to bring people into the community. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, the West Coast Championship and New York Open are both going to be streaming on the yes. same day. So I'm pretty sure we're going to eat the audiences oh, between yeah. the two of each other. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of battle reports going out there. This is the guys, uh, six sided Legion from, um, mm-hmm. uh, from Minnesota. Those guys are, those guys are crushing it. So if you guys want to, uh, watch some good battle reports, make sure you guys go check out their channel. They're, they're good dudes. So, um, is there anything that you want to shout out Janice? Uh, the only thing to shout out is, uh, that, uh, Dakota and I will be on a team at Nova this year for the Nova Teams tournament. Hell yeah, we are. Nice. So, yeah, Dakota and uh, one of the other Plasma Spam members, Jeremy, are going to be a team with Dakota to to hopefully take the take the win for for the uh, Nova for the Emperor, team. Emperor of Mankind. Yes. <laughs> well, now wait. What is Jeremy playing? Are we are we allowed? I'm going to say I'm going to play Vet Guard. Uh, Striking Scorpions won't be out by then unless PW <laughs> surprises me this week. Um, so I'm it's bringing not, Vet Guard, everyone. That's not, that's not happening. <laughs> this this the uh, my heroes, my action heroes are coming. They're coming for you. I'm bringing interse- I'm bringing intercession. Okay, Jeremy. If you listen to the podcast, and if you don't, you're going to listen to this episode just for our final few lines. That's these lines coming up now. You have to play Imperium, okay? Don't come out here and bring some cultists or do some kind of sweaty behavior. You got to come out, play some breachers. You got to play something, play Compendium Space Marines if you have to, okay? Come out for the emperor and we'll, we'll all pray to the emperor and we're going to take the dubs. It's going to happen. <laughs> Taking the dubs guys. Taking the dubs. <laughs> That's the way it's going to be. Dakota has declared it. <laughs> yeah. And if he doesn't own any Imperium, I will bring my Imperial fists. No, I can't because I'm assuming you're not allowed to bring the same team for this event. Like the that Valley. I don't know. Hmm. Since it's a three person team, I don't know. Yeah. At the all Valley, we don't allow multiples of the same teams because imagine imagine this janice let's let's just three all imagine cult, three cultists so you so 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 he's playing compendium death guard or death watch um you're playing intercession i'm playing vet guard and we run into a three cultist team we're all going to get on our knees pray to the emperor <laughs> and and then beat them soundly yeah yeah, yeah. including the, the, the death watch that's so positive <laughs> for well, you guys i 
I know yeah. that yeah. I know that uh, Jeremy does have uh, some Imperium stuff. I know I know he's run Intercession before, and if he okay. wants to run Intercession, I can surely come up with another Imperium team to to bring along. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll figure out something. We got. We got to get on Discord and chat. We'll yeah. talk about it. Um, and then watch, we all show up with all chaos armies. That's not going to happen. Incredible. It's not going to happen. Incredible. Not going to happen. Such We're not going to fall to the dark side. See, I could, I could, if Jeremy wanted to bring Marines, I could bring, uh, bring my Legion, uh, mm. since they, since they are word bearers and y'all follow, uh, <laughs> F- Lorgar's book for the Imperium religion. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, that's, that's close. That's close enough. That's pretty close. I will give you that. Yeah, maybe you just bring. Maybe he brings. Uh, what What is his intercession team painted as? I don't remember because I wasn't up at mm. uh, Salt, uh, Salt City when he ran them. Mm. Let's just call them the Blue Babies. Blue yeah. <laughs> Babies. Blue Babies. The Rebute Gilman boys, and then we'll have Flesh Terrors, and then I'll bring my. I'll bring well, my. Uh, I'll be my running engine. my. I'll be running my Space Wolves. Okay, Space Wolves, and then I'll bring. Uh, Imperial fists, uh, <laughs> and then we'll just be all the colors of the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Do the primary colors, man. Gray, white, and blue. No, gray, <laughs> gray, yellow, and blue. Yeah, there we go. All the. That's colors. right. That's right. That's all all the that exists to Dakota. That's the only <laughs> colors that exist. Because you're colorblind. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's even worse than we thought. He only can see three colors now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can see. Uh, you know, Cool Ranch Doritos. They're yellow and They're brown. Yellow. Right. And brown. Yeah, probably. That's, that's right. Yeah, I haven't yeah, eaten those in that, a long time. That's uh, my only shout out for this this edition. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, gee, is there anything you want to shout out? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at wargaming underscore studios. You can hang out with us on their squad games Discord. I just found out the link has expired, so I'm fixing that mm. uh, in the show notes. Because uh, it was supposed to be an infinite link, but I'm sure some update changed that thing. Anyways, besides the point, you can find us on the Squad Games Discord channel, where we talk all the time, keeping that up to date, keeping the jokes alive. And mm. if you're looking to buy stuff or go to Frontline Gaming Events, our affiliate link is also in the show notes, and that does help us out. And, of course, if you want to join our Patreon, you know that's another way to support the show, even if it's as small as a $2 level. We always appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And a shout-out to our patrons who are helping us run the show now. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to shout-out two things. Um, we have... Uh, I started another YouTube channel for the Squad Games Live because apparently long-form videos kill people from watching your stuff. So uh, Squad Games Live is has our... Uh, podcasts that we're uploading to it. We'll also be doing our Twitch live streams, uh, adding to that, and then we'll edit them down and put them on our actual YouTube channel um, so that they're a little bit more digestible. And um, I'd also like to shout out our Twitch channel. Uh, It looks like bi-weekly, we're going to be trying to do the tabletop hot takes. Um, So you guys can, it's a live call-in show where you, uh, you join the discord, you write your hot take in it, and then we pull hot takes. We have you call in on the show and you tell us your, your hot take. We can, t- we, we discuss it. And then, uh, we just do that for uh, an hour or two hours. And then, uh, we just go on our merry ways. So, uh, it's a fun show. Come and check us out. And, uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and Janice, thank you for coming on. 
you for coming no, on. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, no problem.